Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. There is a place where time stands still. Where nature is harsh and demanding. Where only the quick and the strong and the deadly can survive. This place is no place for civilized man. I want my land. All you've got to do now is pass the Australian culture test. Three simple questions, three correct answers, and you together? go through that doorway to the greatest little country in the world. Good morning, everybody. This is Annie for Showreel, our focus on the Australian film industry. Lots of things are happening out and about. But today we thought we'd uh, put a break on that and have a concentration on a personal story. We're going to talk to Tariq Frimbong. Frimpong. Fring Pong. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. Yeah, and because uh, Tariq uh, contacted me because he's a uh, happening chap and uh, he's had a lot of experience as a um, working in uh, musical theatre. Yeah, across multiple fields, across uh, dance, so dance for live stage, whether that's contemporary companies or, or hip hop dance work with music videos and behind artists. Um, as well as music theatre, and I'm lucky to be introduced into the world of film and screen acting now as well. Yeah, which is the reason for why you're here. <laughs> it is, it is. Yeah, because it's not just any old film. You were you were picked up to be in uh, in Mary Poppins. Yeah, that's Return. right. In the in the new Mary Poppins, so Mary Poppins Returns, um, the Disney feature film that came out. Uh, I think it came out in Australia January. Did, about a week. Uh, uh, sorry, about an hour. Yeah, yeah. About yeah, a month or so month ago. Month or so ago. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So tell me, you know, you're you're uh, obviously been doing this work for a long time. Your mum is actually yeah. runs a school, right? She does, she does. My mum was my first dance teacher, so she uh, owns a, a runs a dance school with her best friend called Dance Explosion. Um, and I grew up training there from about four years of age. Um, that's, I guess, where my, my love for, for dance all started. Both my parents are actually dancers, um, and that's how they, they met. So I guess you could say dance is in my blood, yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. Is, are you an only child? Um, yes, I am. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that means that all focus is on you. That's it. <laughs> you're lucky, lucky you're an elegant uh, product. <laughs> right, luckily. <laughs> luckily. Um, how did, uh, but you know, how did you, you know, you're in Australia, you, you come from Melbourne, uh, you, did you decide that you were going to be, uh, in film, uh, how did they get your picture? How did it? How did it? You get to be part of a production that comes. It's an international production that was filmed in England. How did that happen? Yeah, right. Well, um, for that job or that fi- the film in particular, um, Mary Poppins Returns, I moved to to London just kind of on a whim, just a, a fresh start, a new place, and something. You're, to you're 24, my so yes, this 24. was yeah, yeah. So I was 21 at the time. Okay, um, I'd never been to Europe before, but I was just like, I feel like. London is a good idea. I, f- I, know, I know that there's more going on from doing research than in Australia. Just the West End is bigger, so there's more shows. They do have access to, I guess, more film work and things like that and more direct links to the States. Um, so I jumped on a plane at 21, never having been to Europe before. Um, and, yeah, at about 
eight months in. It was um, a plan. Yeah, I, I, I had a rough plan. I had a yeah. rough plan. I was like, let me move there and see what I can do. Um, and then, yeah, uh, around about, uh, I, la- I think I got there in March 2016. Um, and then by, I think, six months later, um, yeah, towards... You, did you get an agent? I did. I did have an agent over there. As soon as I got over there, contacted... Um, as many agents as possible to find the right one for me or somebody who was interested in taking me on board. And because you'd already played in quite pretty significant program uh, 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 shows, you, you were uh, you were young Simba in Disney's The Lion King. Yeah, I was I was in the Australian premiere of The Lion King the musical when it came to Melbourne and went yeah. to Shanghai with that, so that was pretty cool. Oh wow! Yeah, let her travel from a young age, so that was amazing. But um, also uh, big cultural differences, and I mean Shanghai's. That's a big city. Yeah, it really is. It really is. And I think at the time, being at about 11 or 12 years old, it kind of, a lot of it, just the experience in general, went over my head. Yeah. I think, obviously, I was very present and I enjoyed every moment. I was like, this is the best thing ever. Um, But now, in hindsight, when I I really realized what I had the opportunity to do with just the show in general and what the show is about and what the show celebrates, as well as going to see... uh, yeah, going to to live in Shanghai for three and a half months and experience the cultural differences over there. And oh, just there's so many things to ask you about that. Did your mum go with you? Yeah, my my mum came with yeah. me as like a, a chaperoness because obviously as a, a child you need somebody mm. to to go with you. So yeah, one parent came over and my mum did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so anyway, you you you're you're in England. You're in London. So you've got a you've got all your stills. You've got all your stuff that yeah. would promote. You know about this. You, you've been living and breathing this notion about promoting yourself with yeah. an agent. An agent sees that there's something in you that's worth touting. Yes, it's all about business. Yeah, exactly. Um, and actually, before I'd even signed with the agent, which happened in the first month, I'd actually landed a. My first dance job, dancing behind a um, a pop artist called FK Twigs, mm-hmm. who's a um, kind of pop slash alternative uh, UK based artist, really big at the moment. Um, and I did like a, a a world tour with her. Um, she had four backup dancers, and I got to travel to uh, Russia and Norway and um, Canada as well as the states and a whole bunch of places. Um, and that was the first job I actually booked, and I booked that in an open call audition, so without an agent. Um, so that also helped me. And how did you find out about it? Um, word of mouth? Yeah, or? word of mouth at the dance studios. Um, they kind of have posters up on Facebook, I think, That's on right. social media. There so you took a punt? Yep. Things going out. Yeah, so I rocked up for this audition with hundreds of other dancers and remarkably and luckily it was my third week in London actually um, ended up landing that role. So that was... <laughs> you're bit of, you're, you're, you're uh, amazing. Go yeah, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> yeah, it was a, a pretty a pretty good... Um, yeah, great timing, I guess. Great yeah. timing. Um, so I landed that um, job and that helped me get my foot in the door with agencies because that was probably the biggest uh, commercial dance job, we'd say, in, in London, potentially in Europe for that year. Yep. Um, so that got my foot in the door with these other agents. Ended up finding this, uh, yeah, really great agent that, that worked in the, the commercial dance scene as well as uh, the musical theatre scene and also uh, screen as well. Um, my focus was definitely not on screen as much at the time, but... Um, at about, yeah, I think must have been six or seven months in at this stage and they contacted me about an audition for uh, a feature film and asked if I was interested. So you had the looks for that particular um, uh, job? Uh, or? Yeah, I guess. Because um, that's what they do. Yeah, they for, for initially of... though they were looking for 20 male dancers um, and they were looking for a, a range of ethnicities. Um, so really you could have had 
any look. There were people in there with dyed blue hair, but they understood that, you know what I mean, they could dye it back to their natural color of blonde, but they didn't matter if your your ethnicity was yeah. and, anything, and, and, African-American, and, Australian, yeah. Asian. Because um, well, you're, you're Australian, but you're, uh, yeah. uh, um, your father is... Uh, yeah, my father is uh, Ghanaian, so uh, he's from Ghana in West Africa. And so my your looks Australian. are a blend of... Exactly, yeah, mixed race, so I have, uh, I guess... Uh, brownish skin colour and, and a, a big afro that yeah. I was in a hurry this morning didn't get to comb out to its its full size. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I went in um, for this audition for 20 male dancers and did that audition and they would have seen probably thousands of dancers. I think we were in groups of maybe 40, 50 dancers well, and just all day for an, like hour slots and you knew as soon as you finished another 40 boys were going in and soon yeah. as they finished all day. Um, but that went well and ended up getting a call back for I guess the next week. Um, and went into the film studio at Pinewood Studios, um, just outside of London, which is where they were going to be uh, filming a lot of the in-studio stuff for the film. Um, and that was an all-day process. And at the end of the day, the director came in and the producers. And um, how many people were there out of the selection? Uh, oh, for the callback day. Yeah, that uh, was the callback. Yeah, day. the callback day probably forty. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's a group. 40 yeah. flat. The original yeah. group. Yeah. Yeah. So that was like their, I guess, um, pick of the bunch um, yeah. that I guess the casting team and the choreographers are, are putting forward to then the director. And, and how many people would, would need to be there for the actual shoot? Um, t- I think that they were looking for 20, I believe it was. 20. So, uh, but the other 20 could be under studies just in case. Um, Maybe. not really at that stage, if you didn't get a call back after that, you unfortunately wouldn't be involved in, yeah, in okay. the film. So it was kind of like, so it's very tough. It is. It is. It's, it's quite cutthroat and <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you have to have a good, you've got a good attitude. Yeah. You, you have to, and you have to have thick skin cause you get a lot of no's, um, yeah, yeah. and sometimes can't even get your foot in the door for an audition and things like that. Um, but yeah, went through that day of auditioning and that went really well and I got to the end. Um, so it was kind of like, oh, you'll wait to hear from us sort of thing. So I was like, great. Um, and then my agent called me, I think that night and they said they'd ask if I'd be interested in coming in to read for, uh, one of the roles in the film. Oh, you got to speak. Yeah. That I hadn't actually auditioned for initially cause I was just going for a dancer. So I was like, sure, I'll come in and, and do that. They were like, can you prepare a, a song in under 24 hours and do you have a Cockney accent that you can pull out of the bag? Um, give us your Cockney accent. <laughs> right now. Yeah, go on. Can um, you remember it? Yeah, what, what can I do? Uh, come along, join us in a bit of kick and prance. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, I guess you try and stay well-versed as a, a performer and have these little things uh, in, in your bag. So yeah. I went in, did that audition. Uh, it went fairly well. It was quite intense because it was I hadn't actually done... Uh, any screen professional screen work? No, that's work right. That's that what I was going to ask you about. Because yeah. in theatre, it's all about big. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It was very different. Um, and on screen, it's all about minute. Exactly. There's a subtlety to it um, that's important and required. Um, oh, so tell us about that journey for you. Yeah, so because you're obviously a bright boy. <laughs> yeah, I try. I try. I try. You try yeah. Um, so I went in, did this audition, then actually ended up finding out I had missed out on the role. The speaking role in the film, but they were like, we'd love to have Tarek involved in the the uh, as a dancer in the film in this big dance number. So I was like, amazing! This is no, incredible. That's great. That's great. Yeah, as a yeah. dancer, it's it's the the best dance job you can get. You're incredibly well looked after, incredibly well respected. You get to do exciting and great work, and it's it's uh, better paid than any other dance job you can do. Hmm. Um, so I was like, amazing. Um, I remember going into day one and and meeting the guy who did in fact land the role, and he was this incredibly humble, talented, like. 
amazing and more established um, English actor at the time. Uh, and also someone, obviously, who was, uh, had uh, understood the parameters of yes. the task. Yes, better. exactly, exactly. He was just uh, like a little bit older, I think, a little bit. He was probably, uh, I think... Mid thirties, maybe, and, and or, or although I've been, noti- <laughs> I've been noticing watching uh, various films because I get to see quite a few films. Yeah, uh, it, in um, the film uh, uh, Happy Death Day Two, I don't know if you've seen it, but happy, it's quite amusing. Yeah, but the woman in that, yeah. who's supposed to be a college student, yeah, is thirty-one. Yeah, right. So you see, I think that actors are better preserved. Yeah. Than the general run of the mill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would agree with that statement. Um, <laughs> well, they, you know, their kit, their body, et cetera, is the thing that they have to look after. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, by the by, that's um, just an aside. <laughs> no, I, I like that aside. <laughs> Jump in whenever you like. Um, so, yeah, went into day one, was doing a lot of work. Um, but but I noticed that the, the director and the choreographer and the co-choreographers had really taken a liking to me just in terms of position. It was often this guy um, who would be at, like, the front of Yeah, because in the, a film, shapes. in a film, everybody could be there, but it's how it's edited exactly. ultimately and that I, I, counts. Exactly. So you could be there for every day of the filming process and then not and make never the final turn cut. Up. Yeah, and not make the final cut. Um, but positioning-wise... and I'll, I'll keep going with this because I'll ask you something else. In yeah. yeah. Uh, positioning-wise, I, I found myself... I was always off his shoulder and very close. Um, and even the team, they, they from that first day, they knew... Uh, like my name, they were always like, Tarek, you'll come here and then you'll come here. And then it was a little bit more like on the early days before they knew everyone's name. Oh, so-and-so, uh, you then come here. So I was like, wow, I think I was really close to landing this role. Um, the guy looked quite similar to me. Um, he was like a similar ethnicity as well and that he was mixed. Um, uh, he, I had dreadlocks at the time, so he, he just had a really short natural cut. So it was kind of like if I'd cut my dreadlocks off, I'd look I- I remarkably similar. Um, and then cr- as a, in a crazy turn of events... Um, about four weeks into the rehearsal process before we started uh, shooting the actual film, I got a call from the choreographer on, on a, a week off, I think, um, and I was informed that uh, Craig, his name was, who was initially Chosen. asked to play the role, had injured himself uh, and he wasn't going to be able to, uh, to, to participate and complete the filming process of the film. So the director had personally asked and the producer if I would come in and, and put down another screen test and essentially re-audition for that role um, and how I'd feel about that. So, of course, I jumped on the opportunity. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I, I couldn't do it. Yeah, no, exactly. exactly. <laughs> it, was, it, was, I, it, I, it was funny. I remember they, oh, God. they asked very, like, politely. politely the, oh, the English, the what, English, oh, right? Are you free tomorrow? What are you doing tomorrow? Um, and I remember a good friend of mine was visiting from Australia and I was going to take her to the airport, but I was like, obviously, I, when, she, I think she could have. Yeah, no, I was like, when, when Disney calls, I think you clear your schedule <laughs> and I, I'm free for the rest of my life if required. Um, so, yeah, I went in the next day. It was cool because I, I do consider myself a, a, a fast learner, which I think is important in the industry. So, well, kind dancing, of, I think dancing, if you can dance. Yeah. That is a big challenge. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I think I'd realized, as you said, from going in for my original audition for that for that role, what I could do better, yeah, um, and and maybe the the differences I could make to my performance, acknowledging what, what, that it was for screen as opposed to, to as opposed to theatre, because even though you're having an in person audition with uh, one casting director at the time, what they're doing is filming you and actually sending you off to the executive uh, producers and uh, people in the company that are really going to make the decision. Yeah. So as much as you are performing 
for the one person in the room. Yeah. Um, it's in your head, isn't it's it? It's really the, the, what they're capturing it in this box that you're going to come right. up on. Sorry. And also, uh, I'm assuming that the skill of being an actor in um, a film position is being able to imagine it in your own mind. Yes, exactly. You're in, in this audition. Uh, you're in this this cold box of a room in, 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 an, in an office space where you imagine maybe all desks and chairs have been removed. There's a, a camera in your face, somebody sitting there reading for you on a chair in a quite neutral and, if I can use the word, deadpan tone, um, delivering you these lines and then one casting director at the back of the room on a couch. Um, and you're trying to... It's almost to, nasty. It, it is. It, it's very cold. Like cold is the word, not as in cold in temperature-wise, but... It feels very grey. You you want these, especially for for the scenes that I was having to do in my character. You want it to be colourful and you want it to be full of joy and warmth. Um, so to try and create that off the back of of nothing, nothing, of only what you can imagine in here, as you said, imagine in your mind. Um, it's quite a yeah a difficult task, but lucky enough, I was up to the challenge the second time around. Dad, what did you do? What do you do um, to, in order to be able to uh, ignite? The uh, sensibility. Yeah, I, I think there's a lot of uh, research or just uh, pre-planning that goes in. You really want to create a, a clear picture of of where you are, of where you are. What are your surroundings? Uh, how do you feel in that moment? What time of the day is it? What have you done beforehand? And what are you possibly going to do after? Um, and things like that. It helped that obviously in the rehearsal process we'd started developing. So we'd actually completed the entire um 12 minute dance number called triple little light fantastic at this point which is this super joyous energized. and energized excitable dance number um called triple little light fantastic as i think i just said um so i i had the feeling and the energy of that dance of that that epic dance number if if people have seen the film they'd know what yeah. i'm talking about or if they've seen the original it pays homage to step in time from the original yeah. so that Excited jumping, flipping off light uh, light posts in this number or, or rooftops in the original number, yeah. um, and I, I really used that as a an energizer and, and to pull a, a form of excitement out of me. Um, and the uh, yeah, and I guess the tonality of the film. You're already yes. aware of the tonality. Exactly, exactly, and I, exactly. I was in the room and, and working with the team and seeing people deliver. Sometimes you'd get to like uh, maybe sit in for a second and see other people doing other. Bits. Uh, yeah, bits and stuff. So I, I had a yeah an understanding of yeah, the sensibility and everything that was going on in the film, which I think really, definitely really helped So what me. you're really saying is that to be an actor, besides the gifts and talents, is an awful lot of research. Yeah, definitely. Being alert. Yeah, I think just it's just putting time in, committing to, to, yeah. to that, um, whether it's things like working on the accent. Because I remember I actually then found out the following day that uh, I'd um, landed the role um, and it was this incredible moment i found out they didn't tell me they told me in person so they got me to come in again and i wasn't sure it was like a no man's land right now i'm not sure what's happening but am i am i being told off yeah i'll just (laughs) happily come in of course um and then they told me in person um yeah the director and the producer told me and i remember it was just this crazy feeling i was quite overwhelmed with emotion but at the same time i was i was on set and i actually had to go straight into a publicity photo shoot at that time so i i ran to the toilet and called my mum back in australia i don't know what hour it would have been for her but i think she knew so she'd been staying up and i just remember her um yeah tearing up and crying and having this pretty (laughs) epic moment i'm (laughs) having tears kind of well in my eyes right now remembering the moment because it was like a um I oh, guess a, that was the, a big the life-changing moment. That's yeah, kind of what you 
you dream of or aspire um, to reach as a as a performer, you hope for that moment where you can land a role in a, a feature film, let alone a, a Disney feature film that is part of the Mary Poppins franchise. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's pretty remarkable. Yeah. Uh, and then you said you got you went to a public publicity shoot. Uh, yes. Shoot. So that actually tells people something else about what it's like. Yes. Yes. Straight away, world. I was like straight away. I think um, they gave me the schedule, and I remember looking at the schedule, and this, it was stupid. I looked at it, and it was like Lin Manuel Miranda at ten a.m. Uh, Colin Firth at 10.15, Meryl Streep at 10.30, Tarek Frimpong at, at 10.45. And I remember being like, what is going on? This is just just remarkable. Um, but I think and, and something that's so important um, in this industry and, and in the performing arts, and I'm sure in other fields as well that I'm not as well-versed in, but the ability to um, to go with the flow and and just be present and Find, make yourself comfortable in these quite spontaneous things that happen. Um, obviously, I'd never done something like that before, but I understood that it was important to to breathe and, and know, great, this is what I'm doing now and this is what I hope to do more of and, and be ready for that. And then I went on and did a, a green screen kind of video shoot where I was doing dance moves and things like that. And, yeah, it was just um, important to, yeah, I think that's something, I don't know why I'm giving advice, but I think that's something important for performers being able to, to navigate navigate spontaneously the opportunities that arise. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, how long is your screen time in the film? Um, my screen time in total, I, I'm not sure. Actually. Besides the dance. Yeah, so I'm, I'm in this big, uh, yeah, 10 to 12 minute dance number. Um, and then I'm, I have like a, a bunch of singing and speaking lines in the middle of that dance number. Um, a cockney rhyming slang moment with uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda, who plays the character Jack. Um, and that's pretty, that's something that was crazy for me because um, for those that don't know, uh, Lin-Manuel is, is musical theatre royalty. Um, he is the creator of two of the biggest shows um, to hit Broadway, In the Heights and Hamilton at the moment, um, which are these, oh my goodness, in, absolutely incredible, incredible shows. I'm getting goosebumps thinking about them now. They're, they're, <laughs> they're my dream shows. Um, they, they do a, um, a lot for, in terms of cultural diversity and casting. Um, and, and things like that, as, as well as uh, bringing elements of, of hip-hop and fusing that and bringing that into theatres and musical theatre, which is just right up my alley and something I hope to do more of personally in the future. Um, so I have, yeah, a whole section of Cockney rhyming slang with him. Then I have another scene towards the end of the film where I guess I don't want to give anything away <laughs> for people who haven't seen the film. Um, oh, it's always got a happy ending. Yeah. Um, and you I, c- could read the book. Yeah, you, you could uh, You could read <laughs> <laughs> you could Sorry, read all eight. I, I think I think that you, you, you're the the cat's out of the bag already. <laughs> okay, great. Well, yeah. There's a, a another scene towards the end where um, I perhaps do a little bit of climbing of Big Ben. Um, oh and wow! So I have yeah some some action and some some more dialogue in that. And then there's a uh, another scene uh, right at the end that kind of wraps it up in the the final number where where everyone's in the park and it it does bring that classic Disney yeah. happy, happy ending, ending where I also appear, yeah. Yeah. So tell me, so tell me, uh, I mean, we've got hardly any time to go and we weren't going, we were going to stop, but this is too fascinating. <laughs> yeah, go, um, go ahead. And I'll just remind people we're on, uh, you're on 3CR Showreel and we're talking to Tariq Frimpong. Yes, Frimpong. Frimpong. Frimpong it's a really yes. good name, <laughs> Frimpong. Is. Sorry. No, okay. uh, I, I'm always terribly uh, nervous about saying people's names wrongly, and then, of course, I always do. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fine, but you're conscious of it, which is great, and then you, you fix <laughs> then it. I, then, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, by the by, um, Tariq, uh, how long was the shoot? Um, it, it was 
it's quite hard to say because it was on and off for um, like different periods of time. I'd say we had a four week rehearsal period and then a, at least a, a six week um, shooting period. But then there was some time off and then I was back in for with second unit um, and things like that to do pickup shots and things like that. Uh, so, so it would have taken, say, half a year of your yeah, life? Yeah, probably, yeah, on and off, mm. uh, about six months on and off for sure. And there was obviously time where I had maybe a couple of weeks off and things like that over yeah, Christmas yeah, yeah. where I was able to do other work and things mm. like that. And it's a big high. What what happens yeah. now for you? Yeah, it, that's something that's definitely crazy, uh, especially I finished my work on the film about oh, almost two years ago now, I think. yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah probably two years, um, and then from where, maybe, was it two years? Yeah, two years. Um, and then when I'd finished my work, there's probably about a year and a half gap where the film goes into post-production, so it's like yeah, you yeah, do this in your and onset ages. every day and, and every, all this stuff has happened and then suddenly you're like, well, I've done that, but I also can't even really tell anyone I've done yeah, it until yeah, I get no, a certain yeah, level of clearance exactly right. and then I have nothing to, to show for, for that last six months of, <laughs> of work that I did. So it's this, this weird in-between moment where... Um, You've kind of got to get on with it and being a self-employed artist, got to get on to the next and find out. And you're only as good as the last gig. Exactly. Um, and, if, and if the last gig's been t- it's too, too long too long in the past, <laughs> you're not even as good as that. Um, I hate to say it. Um, so then, yeah, I, I was I, my visa actually expired not too long after that. I, I did a, another a, a hip-hop slash contemporary theatre show in Switzerland, which was amazing. I got to live in Switzerland for for about two months and got to spend some time in France as well. Uh, Do you have with, other languages? I don't. I only speak oh, English. Oh, well, that's something you can learn. Yeah, yeah, right. I hope so. Um, <laughs> Next time I speak to you, if I do, I'll join you. <laughs> yeah, right. We can, do, we can do the interview in another language. Um, That'd yeah. be great. Um so, yeah, so I, I went on and did that. Then my visa expired, so I came back to Australia just because I hadn't been back in two years. So I wanted to spend time with family and, and, and things like that, friends. Um, and then I was lucky enough to, to land um, some quite solid work here in the theatre industry doing Bring It On the Musical um, in Melbourne for the, yeah, Australian professional premiere of that, which was so much fun. And because some of the music from that was written by Lin-Manuel Miranda, who I worked with in, in the film, so that was a cool yeah, <laughs> full circle moment. Um, and then most recently, just about uh, a week and a half ago now, I finished a, a Australian-wide and New Zealand tour um, with Madiba the Musical, which is a new show, that uh, a new work celebrating the life of Nelson Mandela. Oh, cool. Um, so that was an incredibly exciting project as well. Yeah. We have to finish. No, that's that's the, fine. The, the, it's people banging at the door. But oh, right. <laughs> Let them thank in. You, thank you very much for coming in and telling us about this, sharing is, uh, your journey. Yes, no problem. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate that. It's fantastic. <laughs> That's it for Showreel this week. Uh, up next is Published or Not. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.